swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, what's happening? We are back once again. This is Tramia, the official, official, unofficial post-match instant reaction podcast. At This is Tramia on Twitter. My name is Matt Hibbert. Hello, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. Uh, Paul Harper, at Paul Harper 82, cannot be with us today. Um, he's having a much-deserved podcast off, certainly after that. He's at his parents' house, having a beer in the garden with them. Um, his dad has been unwell recently. Um, he's feeling much better today. He's on the mend, we can report. So send all our love and best wishes to Paul Harper and his family. Um, it is good news, and it is nice to start with some good news, because believe you me, there's not going to be much more fucking good news on this podcast. Um, <laughs> stepping in to the fold, um, back again on the pod. Big, you know, A lot of people have a lot of fans of this guy. Mr. Jake Keogh, you're back, aren't you? Aye, back with a bang, I think that's... By the At way, Jake I think Keogh that's Keogh the first time I've heard you speak about Paul which no part of that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> There's usually something twisted in that, I don't know, Paul's on drugs or Paul's... Well, you know, there's plenty Paul's of time part, left, isn't there? Part of some sort of illegal trade somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll Jake, get them later. All we'll we're later. doing is speculating. That's all you can do, isn't it? All we're doing is... We're not saying anything it's definite. We're just speculating what we hear. And what we see, do you know what I mean? So there's a lot to speculate about a man like Paul Harper. Very dodgy we'll, character. We will get to that in a little bit. Um, an absolute disgrace of a performance. Thump four 0 live on Sky. Good Friday down at Cheltenham. It could have been worse, to be honest. We were at, we were an absolute disgrace from minute one. Um, Jake, I'll let you do a rant first because I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this. So Jake Keogh, the floor is yours. Do you know what, right? Like usually. You try, you, you come away from a football game and like you try and what are the positives? I've honestly like kick off. I mean, full time was now what like 40 minutes ago when we're recording yes. this. There's not one, there's honestly not a single one. Like, I can't draw one thing from that game that makes me feel any better about anything. And because you, you could, it's not even like we're expecting James Vaughan or Scott Davis back, who we probably missed today. For all we know, it's all very hush hush. I don't know. It's the club's quietness because they're nervous to tell us James Vaughan's not coming back, or will he be back, or what? Like, obviously, we already know Scott Davis won't be back in time for the season, which 
as a, I've already spoke about to you and Paul, but I think when you're penny pinching and you don't buy a number two because you're relying on your roughly 40-year-old goalkeeper coach to be your number two, that shows today. I think the two long crosses, he doesn't come out and... The, the two long throws, sorry, you can come out, a better keeper comes out and just controls the area. However, that's something we'll come on to. Um, and the third goal, I spoke about the third goal to you and Paul as well. Don't get me wrong, the strike has done well. It, and obviously, you've got to pin the blame to Peter Clark for giving the ball away. Yeah. But does a younger keeper get down and save that? I think he probably does, if I'm being honest. I, you know, it's not hit tremendously well. It's just... Across the keeper. Yeah, it's just across the keeper. It, it, there's no true power in it. It just sort of rolls in. It's not like... It, so I was watching it, it didn't even go right in the corner. It, it was just because it was down low. And Joe Murphy is fair player, had a great career, but Joe Murphy getting on just couldn't get down to it. Um, obviously, nothing can be said about the fourth goal. Uh, maybe people will argue about the, the space he had on the edge of the box. But regardless, once he's hit it, they, they stay hit. There's nothing really you can say about that. One, um, one thing I'd say, Jacob, about all the, the three goals he scored off, off the throws is every single one of our players was in the box. Like, so the, it came down to, like, all of them were. It didn't matter if we won the first header, the second header, the third. You've got to have someone there. Like, all three of their goals came from. Well, the first one maybe not because it was in the box, but the second and the fourth came from us winning the initial headers. But no one was even, it's not even like outside the box. It was no one was even, you're like, there. If we win the first header to clear the ball, everyone was so deep. And then we do two headers for the, I mean, it's, it's an incredible strike. It's a one in a hundred strike, isn't it? That maybe even yeah. one in like 250 for that goal to go in the top corner. It's a fucking great strike. It summed up. That like everything they did today came off for them, didn't it? It was they had one of them days. Like what a great performance for them. Without looking back, they didn't even play that well, really, because they didn't have to. But they just did the basics. They did the fucking basics. They won. It. Go on. This could be a bit of a rant. This Jake. All you've got to do at this level is do your basics and let your better players play. Performance like that, right? We all hoped they'd have a week off and be fresh. A performance like that, we've been playing poorly. We haven't played well, I don't think, properly well since the the cup final. Wembley. Um, what do you reckon? And by the way, I, you've put it. I, 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 that didn't actually cross my mind in all in all my little sulking I've been doing since full time. <laughs> Where's all the tired excuses today? Because tell you what, every <coughs> when we've been shite for the last five games, that's all I've heard. Oh, the tired, the tired, the tired. All right, you've had a week off now. Now what are you? He's still tired. Yeah, Cheltenham, like, everyone's played, the, we've all played the same games, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Every team has been going through it. It's not, it's not a valid excuse. And like you say, they've had a full week off. Yes, now they're playing Monday, but everyone is doing the same. Like, yeah, exactly. It doesn't excuse just the fucking not winning first balls. I, I've never seen a, a performance like this where not only didn't we win first balls, we didn't win second balls. There was no fight. That, like, it's that incisiveness that it's not pace. Pace is the wrong word, but just that quickness, isn't it, of moving the ball fast to feet, mental sharp, quickness as well. sharp football. And when we we've shown we can play that, like at Wembley in the final, we played some wonderfully sharp, quick passing football, create the space. We never. It was bizarre. Every time they got the ball, and went forward, and they were quite a direct team. They liked to hit the channels and then getting behind, and obviously trying basically win throw-ins, which you know. As we saw, caused fucking chaos for us. 
George Ray, it was like the old George Ray was back. I would have hooked him. I don't know if he got hooked because he was injured or just because he was having a fucking nightmare. He he had an absolute shocker from start to finish. And then someone like Peter Clark playing that pass to Feeney, I saw some people say, you know, Feeney asking for the ball and he's got a man on his shoulder. He is asking for the ball, but you cannot possibly play that pass to him. It's not the pass. And if it is, it's got to be a lot better. It's it got to be firm to his feet hop, so he yeah. can first time it to Osis Connor, O'Connor, whoever was out on the wing. But that was the ball. You can't play that ball. Certainly not a fucking 2 0 down. A 2 0. If we go in a half time at 2 0. It's diff- It's a different one that you go like, right, we've come back from 2-0 several times this season. We came back from 2-0 two weeks ago at Colchester and got a point. But we go in and just like, we never looked. Did we? The creativity is gone. Like, there's nothing there. We do not look like creating a chance or scoring. And then the off chance that, you know, we create a half chance. There's no one there. There was a time in the first half where I think it was Callum McDonald got to the byline and he pulled the ball back across the six-yard box and there was no one in the penalty box. And it wasn't like this was a counter-attack. This was Jay Spearman played a great diag over the top into him. He made a run behind. And he pulls it back. And there was no one in the six-yard box. And no one barely even in the box. And you just, like, can't keep going back. We can't keep blaming the Vaughan thing. You know, yes, obviously Vaughan's playing it. It's different. There's other strikers at the club. Charlie Jolly, we signed him as a striker. He's not even on the fucking bench. He's not on the bench. It, it, like, he's got to be a better option. Than any you know, than not having you know David Nugent is not working for the situation we've got. If James Vaughan's still fit, it's different, and I think he'd be you know he would have been a good signing because he would have been able to come on and do what he did at Carlisle. You know, a clever footballer. We need a fucking striker who can go out there and play ninety minutes. Paul Lewis, I don't know what's happened to him in the last few weeks. He goes missing completely for like half an hour at a time, and then he pops up, does something yeah. stupid, or misses a chance, and I'm like, I fucking forgot he was even playing. In he Paul Lewis's defence. I, like I, I try not to hammer him too much because he's not a striker, and this no. is what I can't get my head round. Because and I, I don't, I don't know if I said this series or in one of my rants to many other people watching that <laughs> game because there was a lot of my thumbs were bare and there was a lot of fucking texting going on during that. But um, he's he's a box to box midfielder, and you can do that when you've got the squad we've got. You can do that against Southend, and he scores a goal. I think that was the last goal he scored. Yeah, well, against Southend, you can do that against the team who are bottom of the league who aren't very good. You can't play in a top of the table clash with a box to box centre midfielder playing centre forward because when you need that in top of the table clashes, as much as Cheltenham fans won't believe this, you don't normally get many chances. No. And when you do get the chances, you need someone who's going to be able to take them and. Well, they, we gave them plenty of chances in the end, but the, the, the few chances we had, I see, there's a centre midfielder up front. Kane Woolery isn't really an out-and-out striker, as we've seen. Very good player, but not really an out-and-out striker. He he looked fantastic playing next to an out-and-out striker, yeah. but obviously can't be expected to just be able to lead the line. Um and Charlie Jolly, do you know what? I feel so sorry for Charlie Jolly. He must be sat wherever he's sat now, probably in his house in Liverpool. Sat yeah. around thinking, what a fucking terrible decision I made in January. <laughs> because I, I, I said it on Twitter, I said, you know what? At least at Wigan, he was getting under, he was getting minutes with the under-23s. And I always say, like, I say getting minutes with the under-23s isn't worthwhile, which it's not, in my opinion. It's better than this, isn't it? It's better than not getting any minutes at all. It's absolutely better than not getting a single minute. Like, you'd much rather be on loan somewhere playing, even if you've got to drop down a few leagues, 
completely understand, for me, completely rather that than any under-23s game. But the lad's gone from playing under-23s to literally literally not even making the bench. Like, there's not even a chance. I, I don't get how he's not being considered, especially when we're not looking great in front of goal. So if you're it's not mad, looking great in front of goal, try something new. Like, I don't care that he's... Is he 17 or 18? He's young, and I think he's 18. I think so he's 18, yeah. We've signed him for... He's we've got signed two, him for a reason. Two, two and a half years he's got left. So this summer he'll have two years left, I think, on his deal. People yeah. are saying that he was signed for next season, not this season. Well, we've got our main strikers injured. Right. This guy's scored goals for Wigan. He scored goals for their... I'm sure he scored for their first team. He scored goals for under-23s. We're playing in League 2. Right. He cannot be any worse of an option than David Nugent at the minute or a fucking box-to-box midfielder playing the striker. Or, the thing is, it's making Woolery look worse. You know what I mean? Like, it's affecting his game. It's affecting the whole team's game. Like, we're just... Today was a fucking... It's an absolute disgrace, that performance. I would go as far as to say it's the worst. When I think back to the 3-0 thumping we got by them back in, like, September, the Crawley 4-0 away on a Tuesday was horrible yeah. to watch. This was worse than them because, like, this was supposed to be a top of the table clash. Like, if we'd have like, beaten there was them, expectation going into this one. Jake, if we'd have beaten them, we'd have gone level on points with them. No, we did. We would have gone above them. Wouldn't we? we would have gone one point above them. We'd have been second, right? And you can give me. I've seen a few people say today, yeah, other results went our way and stuff like that. It's like, right, fucking forget the other results. It's a rele- It's it's irrelevant to our performance. Our performance today was a disgrace from one to eleven. I don't think a single player out there today was better than three, maybe four out of ten. And that's being generous. To, I thought O'Connor wasn't atrocious first off, and he got hooked. I thought Callum McDonald tried. He tried. That's all you can ask. I thought everyone else just. Was just so poor. We look so poor to a man, and it scares me for the rest of the season. That like, if that's the level of performance, and we're not in good form here. You, you can say before today we were four unbeaten, or you can be like we had one win in in, in four. We're now I on our, to say our, one win in four. Yeah, four unbeaten is what you talk about in a relegation battle. When you exactly. when you when you're winning, we're trying to win leagues or trying to get promoted. You count your wins. You don't count your unbeaten games because if you're trying to do things at the right end. A draw is drop points, and I don't it care. Is. I don't care what anyone says. It is a draw is always drop points if you're trying to win things. It is. It, it's got to be. Like our form at the minute, Jake. Our last five league games is drawn, won, drawn, drawn, lost. So one win and five. It's it's not good enough, and the performances, it, it, the signs have been there. I got slated. Um, two weeks ago, when we beat Exeter alone two one, I said that was a scandal. We won that game. And people were like, well, I said, but we didn't play well. We didn't play well. Ironically, I thought we played much better last week against Mansfield and drew that game. But I still don't think we were good. We were we were just better than we'd been. And obviously the Colchester performance, I thought we were great for the first 25 minutes half hour at Colchester. That's the best we've played since Wembley. And then you look at the, the Grimsby performance, Sutton isn't right. I don't know what it is. Like, I think Keith Hill got it completely wrong with how he set his team out today. We just got fucking battered. For the first half. Second half, like the commentator said, they went, Tram have improved. But I think he even said, he made the point, he went, they've improved without threatening the goal at all. Like, we didn't have a single shot on target. I'm not counting that David Nugent shot as on target. It's hard not to improve from the yeah, first half, though. It's hard it's not easy to, to say Tram had improved. We didn't concede three goals, we only conceded one. Yeah, it's a fucking joke, isn't it? Like, that's not, like, if that's an improved performance, what's your fucking original performance? It was so poor. And, like, you just think, you look at Cambridge today again, 
just eking out a win, 2-1 at home to Morecambe. Paul Mullen with two more goals. That's a story for another podcast. But, yeah, um, there'll be a whole podcast on that yeah, one day. they've now won. The one that got away. Everyone thought... Who, you know, everyone knew was going to be good, but still got away. You look, at, um, you look at it, go back like four games, and everyone was going, Cambridge, we've got games in hand on Cambridge. They'll fall apart. They've won the last four games, and they've, I think, two 90th-minute winners in there. You know, Mullins just a fucking goal machine. Now, now they're I've got rec- no doubt record they're scorer in the season. Well, even if they don't win the league, I've got no doubt they're going up. I the character the top... they've got with the last-minute winners and things, yeah, and they've now given themselves quite a comfy, comfy and gap on on ourselves. Their goal difference, now, the goal um, difference is huge as well. Yeah, I can't, I can't see them not going up. And do you know what? Fair play to them, and fair play to Paul, Paul Mullen because, by all accounts, he had similar treatment to Swindon that he had at us. Where for some reason things just weren't clicking with him, he weren't weren't really getting the minutes the fans felt like he deserved, which is exactly what ninety percent of Tramia fans would say about his time at Tramia. And now look at him; he's gone there. He had to he had to go down south to get it, go on a low move. And there you go; it's, it's played out for him. And do you know what? Fair play to the lad. Good on him. Um, and now back to Tramia. Another thing I haven't even brought up yet: the long throw-ins, right? We're a professional football club. Scouts work for the club. Analysts work for the club. They, you've got to expect them. And someone said to me, "Oh well, maybe we didn't know how good they were going to be." Well, why didn't we know how good we were going to be? Because we we've got scouts, we've got analysts. We can watch a hundred long throw-ins they've done this season. We can see how far he can do them. I, I don't get how you can not be not be prepared for it. A long throw-in is effectively a set piece, and if we can see it from three corners today. To be uproar and then no one would be saying, "Oh well, maybe we didn't know how good the corners were." It's fucking pathetic. You can't. Con- oh, it's, it's a disgrace. Like, it's it absolutely is absolutely ridiculous. Like, the way the way we defended them, certainly like for the first ten minutes, like first fifteen minutes when they scored the two, we looked it, it, every time they cut to a shot of us just before the throw and came in. It looked like our defenders and our team were looking at each other, going like, "We didn't like." We looked. We had no idea what we were doing. They had men free everywhere. The second like ball, it was just sprung on us. The, yeah, it was like we no didn't know they were going to do this. It's like, you defend the long throw in. Like you've just said there, it's no different. How like you're defending a set piece, you're defending the corner. It basically is a set piece, and yet we just went to fucking. Pan- it was like when Chalner first started doing it for us, and teams literally were like, "We do not know what to do- deal with this. We should fucking know what they're going to do." You know, these are, these have been top and second. You know, they've been top of the league for last month. They've been up there all season. We know what they're going to do. We should be scouting them. We go out there with the complete wrong system. We just get battered from the first minute. We offer nothing going forward again. Like you look at the goals we've scored in recent weeks from open play. Very few. We've had we had three penalties, I think, in the last couple of games, haven't we? Like and they've been and we've only scored. I think it's seven goals. I think since, since Vaughan got injured. The, since no, this is since the eighth of March because I was looking before. To compare, but it, obviously it didn't it didn't match up, so I was going to leave it out. But I was looking co- to compare since Mark Ellis left, Mark Ellis, Ellis's goal tally <laughs> to our goal tally. But to be fair, we do beat him. But I suppose if you take penalties out, we're only beating him four two. That's pathetic. And he's a centre half. Yeah, he's centre half. If you take take penalties out, we've scored four from open play, and Mark Ellis has scored two. Right. The thing I've said this several times a season, and like a lot of the time I've been proved like they've, it's come back and not bite me, but like they've stepped up and I've said it after we've had bad results. I'll say we find out a lot about this squad 
in the next game. So yeah. it's against the team, just like today, it was against the team, you know, a top-of-the-table clash. We play Cambridge on Monday. They're flying. Four ones on the bounce. Top of the league. Seven points ahead of us. We still do have a game in hand on them, but they'll be coming here. Like, Mullen will be like, as much as he won't say it publicly, he'll go, I want to fucking score. I want to show him. I've already shown them. But then you think back, right? Remember when we played Cambridge early in the season and we were outstanding? Yeah. And, like, we were by, we looked like a top side, didn't we? Drew nil nil. We had that yeah. Vaughan goal, this lava for offside, but we should have been out of sight. The same problems now. Like, the only good thing about today is you can't say that, you know, we missed chances and didn't take them because we didn't have fucking any chances because we were so poor. A performance like that has to be, right, this, there's still, luckily for us, there's still eight games to go here and we're still in a great position. You know, we're a point outside the top three. It's very tight there. We have got, luckily again, because the results went today, we've got a cushion, um, you know, down to eighth. But... We need to like, and you've got to like. I would hope and check you. You'll, you know, you've been in football dressing rooms at you know Sunday league level and whatnot. I would hope that at half time they had murder in there, and I hope at full time there was murder again. I want that's players. I want players at each other's throats. I want people problem. up against the get some you know, people by the throat going, "What the fuck were you doing? What the fuck is that?" And like, if you if you can't handle that and you think that's a bit much, well, fuck off out the football club. That's what this means. You speak to anyone who was part of you know the the squads that got us out of the conference and got us out of this league two years ago. The Mackers, you know, the Nors, the Jay Alices, even like the Ollie Bankses and people like that, Connor Jennings. This was a team of lads. Do you know what I mean? And I've I've struggled with this all season. I think a lot of fans have in that because I've not been able to go to game and like you know I've really struggled to like see this squad. As a, as my Tramia squad, do you know what I mean? As, as like, this doesn't seem like my Tramia. Yeah, because like, you're you know, watching it from a distance. Yeah, I've really struggled to get this affinity that I'd normally have with the team. Even the shit teams over the years. You know I mean, you, you you had this affinity of, you know, the ones they might not have been the best footballers, but we fucking went out there and we'd fight. Do you know what I mean? And it was like that. There, yeah, fucking my football club. A performance like that today. Like just leaves you so on the back of that, in the back of my mind, even when we were winning and stuff, and it was things were good, and we were like, "Come on, fucking hell, tram me to the back here." The whole time I was just like, it just doesn't feel, you know, because I can't not being able to go is the huge factor. But then it's been hard yeah. to build any rapport with any of these players, isn't it? And when you look at yeah, left, even you know the ones who we saw last year for a little bit, like Vaughan. Like you look at that team today, who was in a team? Last time we were, I'm not counting the games of Christmas when you're a thousand people would go. We saw James Vaughan last year, Scott Davis now injured. Rides came on today, that was funny, wasn't it? I presume Ray was injured. We're 4 0 down. What sub do we make? Or oh, Corey Blackett Taylor again? Sent it off. Yeah, fucking hell, fire. I mean, to be fair, we didn't concede after that, so, you know, a good sub. And then Paul Crawford gets brought on, like a lamb to the slaughter for the last five minutes. He's probably thinking, I hope he gets his appearance bonus for that. But just again, I imagine he will. The one, the one positive he'll have on the way home, at least he got an extra, an extra few quid for it. Yeah, a couple of hundred quid for his appearance bonus. We should probably touch on... Uh, we're going to try and keep this as short as possible. Um, but what's your take? Me and Paul spoke about this on the last one, about the Blacker Taylor situation. And he's not even... Considering our current attacking problems, our main strikers out, we are really struggling to create. I don't know what's up with Danny Lloyd, that you know he's not starting games, because he'd be... I presume he must still be nursing an injury or an illness or something. That's why he's not starting, because he'd be one of my starters. But Blackett Taylor, I said this, I tweeted it in the week, I said it on the last pod, 
at the very least for me, he has to be on the bench as an option. What do you think? I think there's clearly a problem. That's obviously very obvious. Um, a problem between Keith and Corey, I mean, when I say that. Yeah. And I think Keith needs to swallow his pride. You're fucking because, right, he does. Yeah, because I think he's only having a negative impact on the team and himself. Not, and I don't mean that as in dressing room morale, but he's only having a negative impact on performances by not having him in the squad. Because at the end of the day, games like today, and I know even at half-time the game was dead and buried, he wouldn't really have made an impact. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely ridiculous if you think he's not worth having at least on the bench. And is he I think not he... a better option than Naya Kirby or you know David Nugent or do you know what I mean? As in the whole point, you normally you make a sub is to change a game, isn't it? Normally, normally anyway, he is literally that. And like you say, I don't care what's gone on. Some people seem to have gotten their head. Maybe they know more than we do, saying that he's like done something and disrespected the club and stuff like that. Like honestly, he's going to go in the summer. Like. He's probably already got his move lined up, hasn't he? Don't know where it'll be. But, like... Oh, 100% he's gone, and I don't blame him. Yeah. And you know what? I've got, a, I've got a feeling he'll go on to have a much bigger career than Sammy Rovers as well. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. It's, um... It's just... It's really depressing watching a game like that today, isn't it? We've got ourselves into such a great position, and then you put in a performance like that, just, do I, I, do I describe that performance? It was a shithouse performance from every single one of them. Every single one of them on that pitch, it was a shithouse performance. And I was trying to rack my brains, trying to think of, if we ever put in like a performance like that under Mickey. And like, I really couldn't think of, you know, I mean, a real shithouse performance. There was that New Year's Day debacle that filed, and we got beat 5-2. That was yeah. about as close to this as I can think. Yeah, we, we we always bounce back on the Mickey. I, and I, was there any other like thought we got beat five two at Grimsby? That was a weird game, and it, it doesn't tell the full story. Today was just from minute one, we rolled over and capitulated and got battered. Have you seen the stats though? Apparently it says, and I'm, I'm not having this. I'm on the BBC website and it said it on Sky in half time though. Apparently we had sixty four percent possession. That it's on my Snapchat story. How is um, that possible? It says we have ten shots here. We didn't have fucking 10 shots. We didn't. Uh, my Snapchat story, right? Oh, I've, I've missed some minutes off. We were 2-0 down at this time. Um, I think it was our first five minutes in, I put the list up. Shots, 10-1. to one. On target, 4-0. to zero. Possession, 36-64. to 64. And I put it on my story with the caption, Keith Hill, the baldy Mikel Arteta. <laughs> and if anyone knows what I think about Mikel Arteta, I'll sum it up because... For some reason, Arsenal fans think he's the next coming of God, and I think he's a load of shite as well. And I think Keith Hill's also. If, if you just. Possession does not win your football games. At the end of the day, I think Claudio Ranieri won the league with Leicester with about free possession all season. Um, any Anyone who plays for possession, and that's all you play for, which seems to be what we do at the minute, we try and pack out the midfield and just sort of keep hold of the ball. We're not creating chances. And you know what? People are going to say, oh, oh, we were unbeaten in four before this. This is all reactionary. But look at what we were unbeaten in four against. It should have been 100% record one in four. We, we drew with Grimsby. We drew with Colchester. 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 We drew
It was oh, it's a load of shite. Honestly, it's been a load of shite, and this has we, been coming. And this isn't reactionary off one game for me. This is reactionary from five, from five, six, seven, eight games since James. This Long is it. Like we've said, it's been coming. Like a performance like this and a result like this has been coming. We've been lucky in games. Like teams have missed chances, or you know, we've we've had a bit of rubber the green with the decisions, like with the penalties and stuff. We, I still, we didn't deserve to beat Exeter the other week at all. We stole that win, and that's the only win we've had since Wembley. So, fuck oh, absolutely, that was the biggest snatching grab, and we said it straight away after the game. Yeah, I got pelted. I got dogs abused for it. People were like, Are you, "What fucking game were you watching?" It's just that we seem to be in a fucking rut, right? We need to get out of it and soon because there's eight games to go here, and it's still there. That's the annoying thing, isn't it? It seems to be I've been saying this for like the last like five games when we've been shite. Even though we've been so poor, it's still there for the taking for us. So yeah, definitely. But at the end, I'll be I'll be honest. And you know what? I think every year when we've done our predictions, um, I've always been positive. Well, I'm always trying my best to be positive. I've always probably predicted the highest out of the three of us, like our yeah. pre-season podcast and things. I'll be hand on heart honest now. Um, if we do make the playoffs, it's a, it's by a scrape. With um, with the game in hand, I think Exeter who are in eighth can go four points behind us. Our next six, we've got Cheltenham, then we've got two away games, then we've got four tough games. Yeah, the away games yeah. obviously are what they are, and then we've got four tough games. Um, and then after that, I think you've only got one, one or two games left. And I'll, I don't, I can't see us picking up many points in the next eight games. I'll be shocked in the next eight games if we pick up more than twelve points out of the twenty-four available. And that would possibly, points, yeah, is that enough to get us over the line? I don't know. And if it is, you think say, that would be a straight? Yeah, I don't think. We, and even if we do make the playoffs, we don't beat someone over two legs. Not in the form no, now. We I'm don't not. beat anyone over two legs, so we don't get to the final. The that's, form we're in—that's my honest opinion. Unfortunately. The form we're in, the, the way we're playing, I'm not confident we beat anyone over two legs. Certainly not, you know, anyone else in the top seven. I just, who knows what? Maybe we'll see a complete different team, Trammy Rovers, come out on Monday against Cambridge. It needs to happen because if we put in another dog shit performance on Monday, then where do you, where do you go from there? You know, two defeats of Reister would be a fucking hammer blow, wouldn't it? It'd just be an absolute crushing blow. Um, we- which is the last thing we need. We've had we've had it good in the last few years. Yeah, we have. Hitting form, at the right hitting form at the perfect time, and we've done it time and time again. We've hit form at the perfect time. This year, we've hit bad form at the absolute worst time. And yeah, we have had injuries to the captain and to um, James Warren, which obviously hasn't helped anything. But at the end of the day, we've got like other the lads have always said, you know, look how good the bench have been. Um, other managers have said it I remember Carl Isles manager saying look at the squad we've got so you can't blame two injuries you can't say oh, we've had these two injuries so that, that's why it's all gone to all gone to pot all gone to pot mate that's a good way of summing up today's game it's a load of shit we're not as a result of this because the tweets are just like it will ju- it'll just make you even more depressed and worse what everyone should do I, I don't know what the weather's like the rest of the country but on the will it's been sunny, lovely hot day. It's supposed to be seven degrees, it said. It's fucking about like 15, 16. The sun's still out. So time for that PSA. It seems to be doing a lot of these recently with these results. Get yourself quickly down the offy. 
you know, I think the shops close early on Good Friday, don't they? But get yourself down the offy, get some cans, get a bottle of Prosecco, get some bevy in, sit out in the sun, in your garden, out the front, in your backyard, wherever you can, on your balcony, enjoy the weather, get a takeaway, get the barbie on, whatever you do, enjoy this weather, try and forget about this, that shower of shite. How many times do they make us feel like this over the years? Too fucking many. Don't let Tramia get you down too much. Um, and then let's see what we can do on Monday. Cambridge, top of the league, come to Pretton Park, and who knows? Who Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe we'll bounce back. We shall see. Uh, before we wrap it up, say a big thank you to the Official Supporters Club, our sponsor. They look after our running costs, play our SoundCloud subs, at T-R-O-S-C on Twitter. Their new retro T-shirts, their old Rover Sports training tops, are available for sale now, so go check them out on Twitter and get your orders in for them. And that's pretty much it, Jake. Any final words uh, before we go and uh, drive to Paul Harper's parents and Egg's house? Um, no, just I hope I'm wrong. That that's how I'll close off. I'll I've hope. never, like, I've and never wanted you to be more no, wrong. Me, me final words. I want to treat it before to Tramia. To, go ahead. At, this is Tramia. Um, obviously, it's, it's been a blast the last few years winning the playoffs and whatnot. Now I'm a Man City fan. So <laughs> after tonight, you won't see me again. Hey, um, um, this is me wrapping up. I'm looking forward to going and have a good, good career, a good fans' career yeah. of going and watching a team win a lot of trophies. Never really let you down. Well, um, no, they, they didn't. I had Man City came in for you, didn't they? They said we know you've been a fucking good fan of Tramia, but what we we need some more fans who are some proper fans. They get criticised, don't they, for being like a plastic club? But they've come in. Yeah, apparently people want to go there to glory hunters, but. I don't good think time. me going there to win to to watch a team win F and I don't think that makes me a glory no, hunter, does it? It's a good signing for you, mate. It's a bit like um Adam Rooney signing for Salford from Aberdeen. Do you know what I mean? You you, you did, you've earned the right for me to go it's there. It's not to do with the money or, or the success. <laughs> whether they win I just the quadruple well run club, that's all. Yeah, whether they win the quadruple or not is irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah. You get, all you know you're gonna be watching good football week in, week out, and that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm well, not going luck. for for back to back Premier Leagues or potential Champions Leagues. I'm just going for. So I, I think the fans are fantastic. Yeah, a bloody nice stadium too, nice facility. I went there for a take that concert once. Bloody nice place. Um, so that's Jake Keogh then off to um, okay. be a Man City fan. Then I hope you see him on the Blue Moon podcast uh, very soon. Um, yeah, pop into Paul. He lives in Manchester now, doesn't he? So go and see Paul, big mouth, big time, pissed up Harper. Um, I can think of nothing worse. I'll be staying well clear of Paul Harper. <laughs> he will be that man as well. Big pissed up Harper will be back, no doubt, um, after his Easter weekend session. Um, joining us back on Easter Monday when we hopefully have got better fucking news to report on than the shambles we watched live on Sky. A 4 0 defeat away at Cheltenham leave us down in the dumps a little bit let's enjoy the Easter weekend get out there in the decent weather and then um, myself Jake and Big Mouth Pissed Up um, Big Time Paul Harper will be back at This Is Tramia at Matt Hibbert on Twitter at Paul Harper 82 at Jake Keo Double H go and like our Instagram page at This Is Tramia I'm at Matt Hibbert 17 on there go and like Jake's page as well at Obtained Clothing is it at Obtained at underscore underscore Obtained on Instagram you fucking yeah. love underscores and double H's don't you at underscore underscore Obtained it was another name that was already taken, Matt, so I didn't really have a choice, <laughs> you, to be you honest. You have luck, have you, with these usernames? No, do you know what? I'm, I'm just slow. I'm slow to slow to react, I suppose. Slower than bloody Peter Clark reacting to a fucking player going past him today. There's some satire for you. Um, 
And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts as well, leave a five-star rating, write a little review, go and subscribe on Spotify, and of course you can still get them on our SoundCloud. We will be back at This Is Tramia, uh Easter Monday, hopefully with a better result. Up the fucking Sammy, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> <laughs>